This program is presented by Zealand Lumber and Supply. Good afternoon, and welcome to the At Home Show on 99.7 and 14.50 WHTC. We'll bring you the latest trends and tips to improve where you live with leaders in the home improvement industry. The At Home Show is presented by Zealand Lumber and Supply. Build. Trust. And now, here's your host of the At Home Show, Mark Vandenbosch. And welcome once again to the At Home Show here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC, where we bring you the latest and greatest in the building industry. Today is somewhat of a snapshot on the market as it relates to the commodities. And it's kind of a a fourth quarter update as we head into the later part of 2022, bringing on a welcome guest and a consistent guest, John Colley and his expertise. John, thanks for taking time out of your busy weekend to join us. Oh, thanks for having me, Mark. You know, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's always good to to catch up. And, you know, let's be real here. The the last two years have been quite the roller coaster as it relates to, you know, not only the building industry, but for our topic today, kind of the forest product side of things, commodities have have been on a a run unlike we've ever seen. Yeah, certainly. You know, we've seen unprecedented uh, fluctuations in the pricing and availability of products over the uh, course of the last two years. Yeah, and, and, and ultimately what we want to do and our goal on today's show is not to necessarily talk too much about the past. It's a topic that we we have been consistent with just to share with our, our listeners, whether you're a builder, a remodeler, or a homeowner. You know, we want to touch upon topics that help you with whatever projects that you are currently doing or you have upcoming here in the future. So, John, why don't we talk about just the the recent past, maybe the last month or two, in in that can kind of guide our conversation for the rest of the show. Yeah, you know, certainly. The last month or two has probably been more stable than anything that we've seen in the last two years. Uh, prices um, kind of came down a bit as the Fed raised the, uh, the you know, the, the interest rates. And, um, you know, it's it's taken some buyers out of the market, specifically, you know, on the on the uh, production builder side, and it's you know really one of those things that you know as, as the as the price was high, there were a lot of builders that were you know or homeowners that were out of the market, and now that the pricing's coming back down, it's evened out some of those you know rate hikes to a degree. So, you know, if I was to sum it up, I, I'd I'd say probably just a little bit more of a stable market the last month or two. Yeah, so pricing has come down from what we saw were some, again, historic highs earlier this year. And certainly, I think most of our listeners are in tune with with that run-up and, and now the erosion that we've seen. You know, along with that, you know, in the last couple of years, John, we've had some challenge on the supply side. And, you know, I would say it's it's maybe not correct to paint a broad brushstroke that says, hey, it's a lot better now, I think it's better in certain sectors or in certain product categories. Would that be accurate from your perspective? Well, I think that's that's completely accurate. You know, so so much of the supply chain is driven by transportation as well, and we've got you know um, a lot of our product comes by rail or truck, and and you know 
one sec one sector is improving, which is the trucking side of it, but the the rail sector, you know, it has some indication that that it's improving, but we still haven't, you know, felt the full effect of of any benefit in that in that uh, um, transportation mode. Yeah, and so just to give our our listeners a, a bit of a of a picture and understanding on that, what what would be the difference between getting something on a rail right now in terms of lead time? As opposed to getting a product on a on a truck, you know, generally it's kind of around three weeks. You know, three to four weeks, I'd say. It it changes all the time. You know, depending upon what's going on in the market, we've got different seasons that um, you know uh, they'll demand more trucking than other times of the year, such as produce season. Uh, trucks tend to get a better return when they're hauling produce than when they do when they're hauling lumber. So we'll see tight, you know, we'll see trucking tighten up on, you know, in those times of years. But also like, you know, rail, we'll see different seasons where it's, it's tougher as well, you know, such as the, um, you know, winter time when it's, when the tracks are frozen and they're dealing with, uh, they're dealing with frost heave on a lot of the railways, um, you know, they'll tend to limit the volume that's going on, on the tracks at those times, and uh, they'll tend to not get rail cars back to their uh, mill at those times, and then they'll then they'll um, tend to, you know, make it snowballs. It kind of, uh, it's, a, it's a cyclical problem that, that uh, delays a lot of the transportation that way. So currently we're experiencing a little bit more stabilization as it relates to pricing, and as it relates to product availability, you know, what do you anticipate for maybe the next couple months, just generally speaking, in relation to, to the commodity side of, of our business? You know, I, right now, I'd, I'd say that it's probably going to be a little bit more stable. And, and here's here's the real uh, crotch behind all that is the the housing starts seem like they're, uh, coming down as the interest rates go up, and in the in the meantime, we're starting to see some more commercial projects jump into the mix. But it's it's more of a the commercial seems to be a little bit more of a known entity than a lot of the uh, than the residential uh, side of it. So, um, you know, the big question is what the Fed's going to do with the rates and how it's going to affect you know mortgage rates. That that's that's weighing on the market pretty heavy. There's a wide range of forecast for what we're going to see next year um you know you always you always got to kind of throw the outliers out there and and go with the with the uh you know the the mean but um long and the short is you know we're historically under building but affordability is going to be an issue and um it doesn't look like we're going to move the needle in housing starts next year probably any farther than we are, you know, this year. And, and we may not even quite reach the levels next year as, as we were looking at this year as for most forecasts. Yeah, and, and you're talking not only here regionally but more nationally. But there are maybe some, some pockets where it'll perform better than in other areas. Oh, yeah, certainly. You know, West Michigan is, uh, you know, a strong market um, We've historically been able to, to beat a lot of the markets in the Midwest. But, um, you know, Texas is a, is a huge market. It's a market in itself, um, you know, and 
you, you really have to pay attention to what goes on in those uh, you know mega type markets to see how that affects everything else. And the other thing you kind of got to look at too is what's going on internationally. And you know we're if you look at exports to the West Coast, we're we're not you know North America in general is not exporting any wood right now, and that's that's not a really um, that's not a strong sign for the for the market. It tends to it tends to uh, show a little bit of weakness uh, on our side, and um, you know a lot of a lot of that weakness uh, translates into the overall economic uh, developments that are going on globally, and um, you know there's there's not there's not a lot of uh, I guess there's not a lot of optimism that that uh, things are going to you know. Uh, go crazy next year. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and you mentioned West Michigan and, and here in the Midwest, and, and there are pockets where we're seeing actually some, some increase in activity. And one of those areas is the, the commercial multifamily side of the business, that customer type, if you will, has a lot of activity throughout the rest of this year and into 2023. Yeah, and we're certainly seeing an uptick in in that side of the business. And what, one good note with that that business is it it tends to be risk averse, and there's uh, some financial instruments that you know are used to to um, use forward pricing and and cover um, projects that that tend to bring that kind of a volume. And if that's any indication of what pricing looks like. Um, you know, as we go forward, or what what the uh, overall economic feel is going to be going forward, um, it, it's one indication that it's going to be a little more stable. Yeah, John, we're going to go to a break, but before we do, I'll give our listeners a bit of a forecast on what we're going to talk about in the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit more about the types of commercial projects that are out there. Also, a couple other customer categories. So we're going to talk about luxury home builder as well as production builder and the remodeling sector. We'll do that and more when we come back on the At Home Show here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. Welcome back to the At Home Show here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC, your host Mark Vandenbosch, and I'm alongside frequent guest and an expert in our industry, and that's John Colley. John, great conversation today about the market, really. We've been flying at about, I would say, 30,000 feet, sharing kind of what's happening right now. And John is the Great Lakes Regional Buyer for USLBM, supports Zealand Lumber and Standard Lumber. You know, John, we talked before the break about kind of a customer segment, and that is the commercial multifamily customer. And, you know, we talked about a lot of activity that we're seeing down the runway. And I guess if you could share with our listeners, uh, what kind of projects are these that, that we're talking about? Yeah, you know, most of them are higher density uh, housing units. So it, it'd be, um, you know, apartment buildings and condos, you know, um, 
with multiple residents in each in each unit. So a lot of, a lot of different building structures that that circulate around. Um, you know, most of them that I'm seeing are circulating around the housing industry on it. You know, or or higher density um, higher density units. Yeah, and then another category that we touch up on it with st- standard lumber and Zealand lumber is the builder that's building the high-end luxury home. And and that part of the business remains strong, and we're seeing a lot of activity going forward. And, and, and that's a bright spot as well. Oh, certainly, yeah. And, you know, and those folks want it, they're going to buy it. <laughs> they're yeah. going to build it. <laughs> yeah, and there's some amazing homes along the lakeshore, you know, up north uh, in the Traverse City area, Grand Rapids, and and that's going to be strong. And, and so our conversation isn't doom and gloom today. It's about just kind of these are the conditions and the reality facing our industry right now. It's a great industry to be a part of and a great one going forward in the future. Now let's talk about the, call it the the production or, or that home builder that's building the three hundred to $600,000 home, they're the ones that are, are the most affected in today's marketplace. Yeah, you know, you know certainly. They, they, um, they're, the, they're the ones that, you know, uh, a couple point percentage in an interest rate, it's going to make a difference of being able to make that house payment or not. And, you know, affordability is, is the one issue that's... that's uh, Highest on everybody's mind right now. There's a lot of hesitancy when it, uh, you know, um, when it comes to, to signing contracts on, on uh, you know, large purchases like this because we've, you know, several of us have lived through the, the, um, you know, the markets in the past where where we've had um, massive corrections in, in housing pricing and um, a lot of the elements that are that are in place today aren't quite the same as what they were, you know, when, when the market crashed before, it's not a, it's not a matter of pooling a bunch of, of um, higher risk elements, you know, to really um, sell mortgages. It, it's more about uh, just the, the overall cost. And, and that's, you know, um, the interest rates and the expense of the building materials and the expense of all the trades and the, and the materials that are, that they're using as well. So a um, little different story. You know, we're not we're not overbuilding. Uh, you know, as, as you know, we've seen historically. Um, you know, we get to periods where we're overbuilding versus underbuilding. We're we're kind of plodding along. Um, if anything, we're probably underbuilding. Um, so the risk, really, you know, for a market fall from the housing perspective, isn't necessarily there. But um, you know, affordability is is still a real issue for folks in that price range. Yeah, and it is a condition and a factor in in the Midwest, in Michigan. You'll see it even more of a factor in some of the large markets and some of the national builders. We were talking during the break about just that. You know, we have builders that have pulled back in the state of Michigan as it relates to SPAC and not building them, and that's a smart play. But I've even heard this week that, there are some builders that actually are releasing a few because they've worked through all of all of their their spec home inventory and sold it off, and so that's at least something to be aware of as we go forward. Definitely. Yep. So now, John, I, I want to turn our attention a little bit to the the product categories that you lead, and that's on the the panel side, the OSB side, and then all on the dimensional lumber side of things. Any 
any kind of current conditions and next three months kind of conditions as it relates to to OSB. Again, for listeners that are maybe not as familiar, OSB is the sheeting that is used for so many parts of the home. So OSB is a, you know it's a, a manufactured item and and um, they're able to control the the flow of it um, a little better than than uh, some building products, but really. You know, specific OSB right now and in, in specific to Michigan is that there's not a lot of mills that get into Michigan effectively. Um, and the production that's in Michigan um, tends tends to ha- have pretty consistent takeaway. So we're not really anticipating anything uh, crazy going on at, with OSB at, at this time. Both, both mills that uh, this company owns, which uh, Warehouser in, in general are, are scheduled to take some maintenance over the next uh, couple weeks here. Um, one mill's the one mill in Grayling is covering for the other mill that's taking downtime, and then the other mill's covering for Grayling during the downtime. So there's not a lot of excess inventory coming in, and that tends to keep uh, you know that tends to keep the the pricing from sliding. Um, you know we're we're not really over building like we you know we've been talking about there, so we're not really seen any massive uh, bumps up in, in pricing either. Um, I do know probably na- nationally, you know, Hurricane Ian had hit, and uh, we did not see a significant bump in numbers. That's a little alarming to some, but, uh, you know, for those of us that are in the industry, we, we tend to know that those markets use more plywood than they do OSB anyway, um, and, and we wouldn't want to see a bump up in it. But, um you know, all indications are is that it's going to remain somewhat stable uh, as we as we go through Q4. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought up the the hurricane. Is that that's a comment that we get from many folks is and how the ripple effect will affect us in in the state of Michigan. Yeah, and it's it's you know, and when sheeting does go crazy in other markets, it, it will tend to go up here as well. I mean, it's a it's a global economy, and and the way OSB is is priced, it's it's priced per zone, and when it gets out of whack in one zone, it tends to um, move into into the surrounding zones around it because it's you know when it really comes down to it, it it's a uh, it's a freight game. Right now, let's talk to, about the dimensional side, the lumber side, two by four, two by six, and and even all the way up to the wides. But what are the current conditions that the listeners should be aware of right now in this category? Well, you know, really the, the major production region, the British Columbia, uh, B.C., you know, Canada area, they're still dealing with the reduction of allowable cut from, from the provincial governments. So we're seeing, some, we're seeing some volume decrease in that region coming across, but we're seeing a lot of imports coming in now. You know, Europe's struggling financially. Um, they're, they're, not, uh, they're not quite building like we're building now, and uh, we're seeing a lot of Euro wood hit the ports, and that Euro wood is getting into the Midwest even. You know, historically it hasn't it hasn't uh, hit the Midwest quite as uh, readily um, just because, again, it's a, it's a freight game, and to get it from the ports all the way here is sometimes problematic. But, um, you know, lumber prices got up high enough where it, where it allowed them to do that, and uh, I think as long as we see, you know, lots of imports coming in, 
um, it's going to it's going to keep that lumber price under control. You know, especially for the fourth quarter. Yeah, and availability. We're we're getting and seeing more wood from from the eastern part of the country than than even the western right now. John, is that accurate? Yeah, and that that's accurate. It, and but part of that is by design. You know. When we're dealing with a falling market, we're trying to take a few weeks' inventory out of the equation just so we can, you know, we're not sitting on high-priced stuff and we're not passing along high-priced stuff. We're we're trying to keep close to the market. And when we deal with Eastern with shorter lead times, then we tend to we tend to try to use that market. We're just we're just blessed to be in a in a market that allows us to use both effectively. Yeah, John, some great information today. Really appreciate you coming on board and sharing your expertise, your knowledge, and a snapshot of where our industry is at with commodities right now. Thank you so much, John. Thanks for having me, Mark. Always a pleasure. And if you want more information, you can go to zealandlumber.com. You can check out Standard Lumber as well, where we bring value to the market. It's not just the lumber side, but it's all the building product side that we talk about so often on the At Home Show. Thanks for joining us. Have a safe and happy weekend, everyone, and we'll see you all next week. The At Home Show has been presented by Zealand Lumber and Supply. Build. Trust. Be sure to visit our website at whtc.com where you can listen or download this and other past programs at your convenience for free in the podcast tab. Join us next week for another edition of the At Home Show on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC, a presentation of Midwest Communications.